Hey, special educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, all are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Hey, Special Educators, it's Jennifer from Positively Learning. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast episode. We are wrapping up talking about data collection. Well, that's not true. I'm sure we'll be talking about it again in future episodes, but we have been really focused on it. I hope that you've listened to episode 37, which was all about fitting data collection into your everyday instruction. I will also be sure to put the episodes in the show notes that talked about data collection, specifically collecting work samples and using student data tracking. So what is there left to say on this topic? Well, this episode is going to be focused on using technology as part of your data collection system. And my point of view is that I worked with really young students. Some were non-readers. Many, we were focused on increasing our stamina for attention span and not in minutes, but we were talking seconds at this time. And we were also working on becoming more independent. I also want to mention that my technology was extremely unreliable. So everything I used had to be incredibly intentional because we didn't have a lot of resources to choose from and we couldn't necessarily count on them. So when I suggest technology that worked for us, you can be guaranteed that it really did work. One important note, and then I promise I'll get to the data tips. I'm sharing a lot of ideas and I used all of these and it produced so much data, way more than you actually need. And I was okay with that. That was my comfort level. I had been on the other side where I didn't have enough data to pull from. So now I had way more than I needed and I could get that holistic picture of student progress and pull out the data that I could use for report cards and bringing to a meeting. You do not need to do all of these tips if you currently are drowning in data, you already have so much, these tips are probably not going to be for you. Maybe listen to them to tweak what you're doing, but you don't need to add any more. However, if you're on the other side, the flip side, and you are looking for ways to put data into your everyday routines and not make it one of those isolated activities that just doesn't seem to get done in the busy school day or week, then these tips are going to be really helpful for you. All right, here's the tips. My number one recommendation for incorporating technology for data collection is to have your students working with boom cards. Do you know what those are? Hopefully you do. If not, you definitely want to check them out. I tried a little bit of everything and boom cards just came out with flying colors. Number one was accessibility. And if I could have done my own action research project, boom learning cards would have won for students needing the least amount of assistance. I don't know why, but with some other app programs, websites, and Google, my students often got knocked off. They somehow logged themselves off or accidentally clicked out and they just needed assistance to get back on. Boom cards, for some reason, they could stick with. And it also would win in the category of holding their attention, which is a huge win to me. So what are boom cards? They are digital task cards. 
They often present themselves as a game. So students are answering the question and advancing through the slides. They provide immediate feedback, whether you get the answer right or you get prompted to try it again. And they are super engaging. Students just love them. I have created sets for my students and you can find many free on the Boom Learning platform or TPT. And there's also paid options. So let me know if there's a certain skill that you're looking for. Now, I like to use them to collect data. When you're using the Boom Learning platform, you have an option to use it for free, which is awesome. But if you want to upgrade to a year-long membership, I think it's $35 or $40. Hopefully your school has a membership. If you have that option, the platform will collect data as your students are using the Boom Learning decks, which is what they call the task cards. This is huge. What I can do is set up my caseload or set up small intervention groups assign task cards all at once and then use them for the day or the week or however long you want to set them up. As my students are interacting with the boom cards, data is being collected in behind the scenes. Then I could just log in and see how they did. Imagine if your students did this every day in your resource room or as early finisher or as morning work. You would be having data collected every day in the background. You don't need to use it all, but it would be there. Okay, maybe that all sounds great. However, at this time, you're not interested in learning a new platform. I've got you. My runner-up is using Google Quizzes, which are actually Google Forms. So I thought about the skills my young students would need, which is phonics, ELA, and math. I set up multiple Google Forms for each one of these skills, and they had 10 questions. I assigned point values, and I inserted pictures that my students would have visual support. So my students would be taking the quiz, which they would think is like an online center. And of course, as they're entering the questions, the data is being recorded in the background. So you could use them exactly the way I used Boom Cards. I have a huge set of these Google quizzes that are done for you. They're also editable. I will put a link in the show notes so you can see exactly how they would work. Whether you're using Boom Cards, Google Quizzes, or maybe there's something already in place at your school, it just takes a little bit of planning ahead to use this for your data collection. So what I would do is get out a calendar or schedule and put the dates on the calendar. This is when I'm gonna be checking in with my students. So you could assign this for baseline data at the beginning of the year or mid-year or end of year, or maybe your students are interacting with this technology every day or a couple of times a week. That's great. That can double as a time where you're going to go in and collect that data. And what I love about using technology in this way is one, it may already be in place, which is huge. And two, oftentimes students do even better using technology because they are so engaged. They're fully participating. Of course, you know best with your students. I have had students that it was pretty much the opposite. It was a huge obstacle to use technology. I had a student that took an entire test without knowing that the headphones didn't work. I mean, I promise you I asked many times and I got like a thumbs up and they weren't working and my student did the entire test. That can happen. So you know best if technology is gonna be a great option. Most of our students, it will be because it's something that they're familiar with. 
There's also one huge consideration to keep in mind when you are choosing technology to use with your students, whether you're using it for instruction, practice, or data collection. You may see a set of boom cards and they are just amazing. They look so inviting and you know that it's a theme that your students are going to be very excited about. I've seen a lot of these and I am just in awe over the design. They look so great. But when I dig in a little bit, I noticed that many of them can be multi-step. So for example, you are naming a picture and you're spelling out a word on the boom card. And so students need to be able to maneuver, whether using a tablet or a laptop, maneuver, picking up the letters and dragging them over. And then at the end, they either have to click the picture or click an arrow or something to get that feedback and advance. There's lots of different options out there and some of them are just so fun looking. However, when you count it up, they can be four, five, or six step directions. If you're using this type of task card for data collection, what are you collecting data on? Is it on the content area or is it their ability to follow directions? Which is great if that's what you were measuring. So when I create boom cards or when you look for boom cards for specific skills, you wanna think about how your students interacting with the content, how many steps it's taking them. I like to make mine visually appealing. However, I don't want it to be too distracting and I do want it to be a one-click answer. So unfortunately, I have to skip the mazes and the drag and drops and all those fun things because I really want to know how my students are doing with the content. All right, I'm going to step down from my soapbox now. I hope that these easy tips gave you some ideas. Most likely, you're already using technology, so why not double the results and use it for data collection as well? That's what all of these tips have been about. We're not adding data collection as a isolated, separate event that we're doing on top of everything else we're trying to get done. But instead, we're embedding it into our everyday routines and instruction. Whether you're collecting data in your small groups or during rotations, whether you're using work samples, student data tracking, or technology. My last pro tip is that I did focus on doing all of these things Monday through Thursday, and I always kept Friday as that like emergency catch-up day. I mean, instruction's still going on for sure, but instead of pulling a small group during our rotations, I might be meeting individually with a student to grab a quick data point. That's what Fridays were for, and it relieved so much pressure knowing that I was getting everything else done earlier in the week. Okay, I'm going to stop the tips here. Your job is to listen to all of the data collection episodes. I will be sure to put the episode numbers in the show notes and think about which tips you're going to implement first and let me know how it goes. And then also checking out Boom Learning and the Google quizzes. Let me know if you have any questions or requests for new topics. And I will see you right back here next week in the Special Educators Resource Room. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at positivelylearningblog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.